0: So this is our last session where we get to commission each other. And I know God has already been speaking to many people as they've been looking at this installation of oil representing the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ knew he was commissioned and sent by the Father in heaven by the power of the Spirit. He knew it, and that's where his power came from. Luke 4, the Gospel Manifesto, verses 16 to 19. Jesus went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. Interestingly, he regularly gathers with the people of God. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And then it says the eyes of everyone were on him. He knew He was commissioned. He knew he was a sent one. And we are going to be ending our time together, these 48 hours, going out of here with a deep, sure sense of conviction. Every single one of us here, we are commissioned by the Father who is in heaven, and we are sent out of here in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus' sense of commissioning came from connection. It was just one chapter before, in Luke chapter 3, when Jesus was getting baptized. And the heavens opened. And the voice of the Father in heaven said, this is my son, whom I love, and with him I am so pleased. And it's with that connection of knowing what it is to be deeply, securely loved by the Father in heaven knowing his approval on our lives. It was that imprinted and echoing in the fabric of Jesus' core of his being that his connection led to his commissioning. And so it is with us. Our commissioning comes from our connection. And I believe the deeper our surrender to connection the deeper our call and commission. Because when we are unshakably secure in the Father's love and approval, we operate out of a conviction that is unstoppable. Connection leads to consecration, which leads to commission. I believe that men and women who have surrendered their all to his love will endure anything for the sake of the gospel. When our trust is deep in the goodness of a loving father, our perseverance is strong. When our trust is deep, our perseverance is strong. And over these last two days, we've been healed, we've been inspired, we've been restored from the strategies that were sent to derail and decommission us. We've received ministry. We've drunk deeply in worship. We've given generously and freely and enjoyed the fun that comes from that. We've been strengthened through prophetic words. We have known connection with the Father. And we have known connection with each other. And now it's time to be sent. Being sent with the Great Commission from the Great Commander, as Anthony was telling us last night. And the Great Commission that has not yet been fulfilled and has never been revoked That's the commission that we now walk into. And so, Matthew 28, we've already seen it on the screen. Verses 18 to 20. This great commission is our great commission. So as I read out these verses, here, the commission that is coming from heaven and is charging us as pioneer to go and to make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything. Not just some things. Obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. All that Jesus was sent to do in Luke 4, the gospel manifesto, he then charges us. He sends us to go and do with all the authority of heaven invested into us. Anthony last night called us to live up to our name. A pioneering spirit means we look for the spaces and the places and the gaps where the kingdom of heaven is not yet and we go and fill them. That's what pioneers do. That's who we are. A pioneering spirit is looking out. Where's the gaps? Where's the spaces? Where's the people? Where's the places? And we go into those gaps, and we make disciples, and we baptize people, and we teach them to obey everything he has commanded us. On a local level, I've recently shared with Open Heaven a picture of a net over Loughborough with many expressions of Open Heaven. We currently have three local expressions, but I felt God challenged me. Would we dare to commit to planting into every unreached network and unreached neighborhood in our locality with the condition we will not go where other churches are working because we're kingdoms? So we're going to be running a school of planting and forming a strategy around that. Pioneer, what would it look like for your locality to dare to commit to seeing something established in the spaces and the places where the kingdom of heaven is not yet established? Because mission is our lifeblood, and if we lose it, we die. It has to be the organizing principle of how we do church. Otherwise, everything else can take over. And we miss the Great Commission. If you've not run something to see the lost found in the last few years, I want to urge you to think about that. I'd like to challenge every pioneer church to run an alpha course in the next 12 months so that when we gather together in 12 months' time, we all of us have got stories to tell of those who were once lost and far away from the Father who've been found and been discipled. Do you know there's actually a pioneer community news Facebook group? Does everybody know that? There is. There's a pioneer community news Facebook group where we can tell the stories of the lives that are being changed. Use it. Tell us when you're running an Alpha course and as a network, a family of churches, we will pray. And then we'll rejoice when you post the pictures of baptisms up on the group. Let me tell you a very recent story. Well, it started six years ago, this story. Six years ago, a man called Andy came to our house to put a water softener in under the sink. My rich liked him. This guy, Andy, is a really, really fun fun guy, and they built a friendship. And then before Christmas, Rich thought about Andy and thought, I'll just check up on him on Facebook and see if he's okay. And there was a strange message on Andy's Facebook feed about going to the other side. So my Rich thought I'd best meet up with him and find out what's been going on. They met up. It turned out that Andy had been in hospital for an operation that had gone horribly wrong. And there were complications. And he actually died on the operating table. And it wasn't until the third shot of adrenaline that he came back. And he told Rich that he'd met an angel-type being who told him he couldn't stay. And Andy said, everyone thinks I'm bonkers. And Rich said, I don't think you're bonkers. In fact, I think what you really need to do is get to know Jesus and begin to read the Bible because that will make sense of everything. It just so happened we were about to start an Alpha course. So my rich says to Andy, the water softener guy, why don't you come to Alpha because that will really help to make sense of the experience you've just had. Apparently, then the next home he went to to put a water softener in the they talked about Alpha. So he took that as a sign that he should do this thing called Alpha. And Andy has come every week. He's now bringing his daughter. On Monday, as in five days ago, the subject was, why and how should we pray? And as part of our little table discussion, we prayed for Andy because his business, his water softener business has been really struggling to the point of meaning it's under real threat of closing and coming to an end. He thought he was going to have to throw the towel in. On Tuesday of this week, four days ago, Rich got a text from Andy saying, I have been praying and I have accepted Jesus into my life, and I now know that I belong to something bigger. Then yesterday, Friday, Andy rang rich and said, you won't believe this, I have been contacted by a salt supplier for 48,000 people wanting him to provide the salt. The whole of our lives matter to God. It's just wonderful. Come on, God. God is on the move. The fields are ripe unto harvest. And we need to know what it is to be commissioned and sent and empowered by the Spirit in such a way that when we have people coming into our house to fix something, we know straight away, this is somebody who is a person of peace, and we need to explain that Jesus, Jesus will make all the difference in their lives. So there's a rising sense of expectancy, I think, amongst many of us, not just amongst the younger ones here, but amongst those of us who've been part of church and part of Pioneer for decades. We're daring to dream for another great awakening. That's what our nation needs. And I know there's choices, isn't there? We can, we can step back and our arms can get folded. We can become a little bit cynical. I've heard all this before. I've heard the revival word before. Or we can step forward with faith and say, you know what? I'm going to contend for this. I'm going to pray for this. I'm, I'm going to push in for this. And even if I don't live to see it, then the next generation will. And that's the kind of way that I want to live my life. So we need to step up and play our part. We need to go as those commissioned by God with fresh courage and confidence. Go as those called to a place and a people to see his kingdom come. Go as those declared by the Father to be co-workers with Christ. Go as those with a heart for God's world to see the nations ablaze for his glory To go as sent ones on a God assignment to see the lost found, to see the found discipled and to see the disciples commissioned. We need to go as those called pioneer, to live up to our name with a pioneering spirit, to transform the culture, to plant churches that plant churches and together with others to contend to see God move in this nation again. That's who we are. That's what we're called to. I want us to watch that video again and just let it continue to speak to you. And then we're going to pray for each other and commission each other. This oil, I do believe that as we pray for each other and anoint each other, something will happen. I do believe there will be a greater impartation of the Holy Spirit that we will go out of here carrying more. It's like capacity will be created within us to be able to host more of the beautiful Holy Spirit, host more love, host more peace, host more power. There will be something that will happen. God will come. In a fresh way. And unsurprisingly, being pioneer, the prophetic spirit has been flowing amongst us. And there's a few specific things that people have shared with me that they feel God is going to release. One of that, one of those is anointing for healing. We're going to pray for people's hands to be anointed for healing. We're going to pray for evangelists. We're going to pray for the over 55s. We're going to ask the young, the younger ones to pray for the over 55s. We're going to pray for those exploring apostolic ministry. We're going to pray for those who perhaps stirred by what Anne shared earlier, who feel a stirring from God to take a lead in providing hope in the face of fear and care and compassion for the most vulnerable as the coronavirus hits us. There might be some here, I know I feel stirred. Why don't we be the ones who go into the homes of those who are self-isolating to bring food and shopping? So what if we get the coronavirus? It will probably happen anyway. We've got a neighborhood WhatsApp group I'm going to post something on that. Pete Gregg posted this recently on a blog. He said, A time is coming when we might be hated for what we stand for, but those same people will love us for what we do. What would it look like if the church across this nation suddenly emerged as those who were going into the homes Of those who others were were nervous of, taking a step back from. What would that look like? What would that mean? The perception of those who love Jesus. And then there are some people who are going to have to take one of these little pots of oil home. And I think that's for leaders who know that the next season for them is about the anointing and commissioning of other leaders. The I see in you conversations. For those leaders who also know, the next season is going to be around appointing people into the fivefold ministries in their church. So there's a whole variety of ways that we're going to respond. We've got plenty of time. I've kept the talk short so we can allow space for the Holy Spirit to come and do what only He can do. So let's watch the video again. And then we're going to pray and see the Holy Spirit come.
1: Across the library of Scripture and the history of the church... We find specific moments when the word of God anoints an individual for a particular task. It starts with a song, go and make. It wakes us at midnight with a whisper, go and teach. It dares us with this charge, go and baptise. The word go means to move from one place to another, to leave or depart. Making a passage, crossing a river, marking a path. We follow the directions set before us, landmarks passing us on the good road marked go. It's only when we stop that we notice how weary we've become. Disheartened, we consider the ways in which our confidence has become cracked. Our leadership, our gifting, has become functioning but not filled. Vacant on the inside, we are rattled by doubt. And so we lay hands. We say, come, Holy Spirit, on yet another day. Fingertips grasping, reaching, clawing at another country, another kingdom. We struggle in pursuit, groaning as in the pains of childbirth. And so, we wait. As we gather, his presence falls like precious oil on the head, running down the chin, running down the collar of our clothes, the taste of milk and honey thick on our lips. We are filled and go on being filled. We are anointed by the Father, moved by the Spirit, partners with Christ Jesus like women and men of sincerity and the purest motive. Commissioned and sent by God, we speak his message, the message of Christ the Messiah in the very sight and presence of God. disciples gathered, as we too gather. Some worshipped, others doubted, yet still the call remains the same. And so we go, courage and confidence combined, anointed and commissioned to see the nations alight with his brilliance. We are pioneers and pilgrims along the pathway of this great commission, building churches that birth churches. In this place, the lost are found and the found are discipled. Once again commissioned and having gone again.
0: So I would like to invite Rian to come up, who has had a prophetic word around us anointing people for healing and anointing evangelists. Um, God clearly spoke to me uh, last week, last Thursday, um, and he said, I want to commission those with the gift of healing In the next year, you will see an increase of those coming to know me through healing, through signs and wonders, and you need to be ready for this. And those with a gift of healing, it's time to step up. I want to commission evangelists, not those with a gift of evangelism, but evangelists who will equip and encourage my church to stand up, speak out, and be the good news. Okay, so there are some of you here who already operate in the gift of healing. I would love it if you could fully own your contribution to the body and grab a little bottle of oil and stand near the front here and then those of you that want an impartation from the Holy Spirit to hold out your hands. And there's going to be a commissioning from those who already carry that gift. On a very practical level, the oil is in the little bottles. Trade secret here, in the big bottles it's actually coloured water. So don't use what's in the big bottles. Use the little bottles, because that's the oil. So, those of you who already operate in the gift of healing, interestingly, it unsurprisingly will be those from other parts of the globe. So, Basil and our friends, if you could come up here, anyone else who clearly operates in the gift of healing, please come and line up at the front here. Maybe come all the way along here. See there's plenty of room for others to come and to hold out their hands. So we're going to give each of these a bottle of oil. Wonderful. Come on. Let's be bold, brave, courageous. Let's own the gift that God has given us. If you've got the gift of healing, come and line up. That's, uh, this is encouraging, isn't it? There's all these people who've got the gift of healing. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Maybe a couple more this side next to Paula or we'll shift along. Let's make this really easy, really easy, so. Great, a couple more on this other side would be great, over here. Okay, let's pray. Everyone stretch out their hands onto these uh, bottles of oil. It is just oil, but we are believing for God to do something. Father God, Holy Spirit, we love it that one of the things you do is you give gifts of healing so that as we lay hands on the sick, that they experience something of the kingdom of heaven in the now. Lord, that the privilege of being able to pray and see, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that this is one of the ways in which we get to do that. And so, Lord, would you come by the power of your Holy Spirit and anoint these little jars of oil with power from on high? Come, Lord. Come, Lord. And so all these people are already operating in a gift of healing. So those of you, which I'm imagining is quite a few, I hope, who would like to hold out your hands and just have a little dab of Holy Spirit oil placed onto your hands, knowing that it will be those same hands that will then go and lay hands on the sick, then please come forward now and hold out your hands In front of our friends, our brothers and sisters, and get anointed and commissioned.